Oscar so white, Oscar so woke, Oscar so Will Smith smacks the hell out of comedian Chris Rock. We're going to discuss the craziness that ensued at the Oscars, and not because of the celebrity drama, but we want to discuss the social ramifications that are encapsulated by that incident. Things about relationships, things about open relationships, things about being able to tell jokes and being able to take a joke. We're going to discuss all of that. We're going to get into a great philosophical discussion about that. And then we're going to discuss an article about five research back things that happen to men who never become husbands or dads. Very interesting stuff. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to our website that's hangwithapes.com you can sign up for our newsletter and if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop go to any major music streaming platform type in audio apes and our catalog pops up it truly is the best it truly is the best like always if you're listening to us on apple or spotify give us a five-star review if you want to help us stay independent go to our website donate an amount of your choosing And if you know somebody that is interested in the things that we talk about, share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. So last night, as we were wrapping up a meeting with some friends, I was driving home. And right before I parked my car, uh, or actually after I parked my car, I actually had the Twitter app open. I scroll real quick. And as I scroll, I see an image of what appears to be somebody on the Oscar stage, two men on the Oscar stage. One is slapping the other one. One of them looks like Chris Rock. The other one is somebody that I can't recognize. That's just the image. As I read into it, look a little deeper into it, it turns out that that's Will Smith and Chris Rock. First thing that that comes to my mind is that is some sort of gimmick or joke or something that's going on on stage, whatever. Will Smith is sort of a little bit of a funny guy. Chris Rock is a funny guy. They're doing something. It is what it is. I scroll some more and I hear audio of Will Smith and it's his face and with the Oscar banner and, and the network banner the or, or watermark, I should say. And he's saying, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. Keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. I'm like, okay, well, on major network primetime television, they don't allow cursing. So this is strange. Like that's just, I'm still not grasping the situation. I read a little bit more about it and then I scroll some more and I come across a video 
where I see the joke. I see Will Smith walk on stage. I see him slap Curtis Rock. See him sit down, say, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. And I'm in like total shock. I'm like, I can't believe it. And then the next thing I do is I call you because I'm like, dude, like, I don't know if this shit is staged or what, but this is crazy. And it's crazy. And what led me to believe that it's true. And I'm in the boat of, I think it's real because there's a lot of people online that think that the whole thing is staged. Yeah. And there's a lot of people online that think that this conversation is irrelevant and maybe to an extent it is when you look at it from the angle of oh well this is celebrity drama celebrity gossip but when you look at it from a philosophical and a cultural and societal angle we've talked about will smith and and his wife and the entanglement situation before on this show and again not from the aspect of celebrity drama, celebrity gossip. We've talked about it from the aspect of, well, is this the type of shit that men should be accepting in their marriages and in their relationships? So now here we are again with a topic involving these same people and we ask, is this the way a man conducts himself over a joke about a spouse who it's well known has turned you into a laughing stock. Yeah. 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 So those were my initial reactions. What were yours? When I saw it, I was like off the bat, this has to be real because when he goes up and slaps the shit out of Chris Rock, so you never thought it was staged. I didn't think it was staged. Like I saw it, and and uh, Chris Rock's reaction, I was like, "Oh, this is real." Yeah, because he had that. Oh shit! He just slapped the shit out of me. Like yeah. it wasn't like, to "Oh, me, this is." To stage. me, what kind of gave it away is the fact that he's such a bad actor that like what he's sh- displaying is such sincerity, the awkwardness, and like a little bit of like, I kind of want to cry right now, a little bit of like shock, a little bit of uncertainty, thrown off, flustered. I mean, this is a lot of emotion, this on display from somebody that is like, I've never really seen great acting chops from them. Yeah, because even when he got slapped for a second, he kind of squared up like, did this motherfucker just slap me? And then he just stood there and he was shocked. And then and then and then Will Smith's reaction, but Will Smith is a very good actor, so he's like, "Keep your wife's name out of my uh, out of your fucking mouth." The way he said that, oh, this motherfucker, he's ready to fight. But again, he's an actor, so whatever. And then Chris Rock's reaction to that, he's like, "All right." Yeah. And then the uncomfortable silence, and then him kind of looking at the producers like, "What the fuck do I?" And then him, like, kind of messing up that sentence where he's, like, talking about the... Do- he's like, oh, we're talking talk about the documentary. I, I mean, the award for the documentary. Yeah. I don't know. He yeah, was thrown shit, off. That shit was, like... If it was acting, that shit's Oscar... Like, he should have won an Oscar that night. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I don't I don't think so. I, I, I think... Uh, and, well, there is a valid argument that I've gotten. Is like, well, the Oscars have tanked in their ratings the last four or five years. 
And that's true. And, I mean, what better way than drama, right? Not for this year, but for next year, maybe people will tune in. But, I don't know, just seeing the reactions, the physical reactions of both men, I think, I for sure think it was real, in my opinion. But, um, I don't know, I think... I thought I thought it was like I would be very embarrassed if I was Will Smith. Mm-hmm. I'd actually be very regretful, and and uh, it probably would bother me for a good while, <laughs> at least like a week. Like just like what what was I thinking? What why did I do that? What I I just slapped Chris Rock at the award shows for a joke. I mean, I would have never even done anything like that. Yeah, like it's just not even. Because you're now disrespecting the craft, like the craft of, like the, like really, why you're there, right? Because comedians are part of the Hollywood. Like, you're a performer. You have to perform. We know what comedy is. We know it. Sometimes it comes at the expense of people, and it's like, well, it it it, it almost always comes at yeah. the expense of somebody. And so you know, you you t- you roll with the punches, and 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 so when when you react in that manner to a joke that wasn't even like it wasn't that bad of it wasn't that personal of a joke i mean I, um it's been well documented that that uh jada pinkett smith uh, suffers of w- uh, with alopecia but like okay but we all suffer from something. We all get made fun of for, for and, suffering and she, for certain things. Alopecia is not terminal. So like yeah. this idea that people are going around that that are you acting as Will Smith apologist for this situation oh because he defended his wife well alopecia is not terminal and did Chris Rock pull a gun out and point it at her because that would be defending the wife but it was a joke yeah so defending your wife against what exactly yeah yeah I would understand if she was going through cancer and like in Will Smith's mind like she might not be here like okay maybe it was terminal yeah Yeah. and and, and at that point it'd be like okay well I can understand because this is kind of like life or death shit I still probably even then I don't think the way to react is the way that he did yeah but at bare minimum what's what's at stake is like well at least it's like well could you might be in a situation where where you're going through some shit with this person and it's like again her, Plus, her life enough people would if it was a terminal illness that she was facing there would have been enough people in the room on the internet social media critics that would have saw that joke as tasteless and really would have sort of got at dude for you yeah you you wouldn't have even had to do anything be you know knowing you know your wife's in, in some sort of has some sort of terminal illness but this comes off as so weak not just because it it, it puts on display that you can't take a joke but it also puts on display this this uh idea of psychologically this is displacement. You are displacing your anger on somebody else when the reality is is like the 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 way that you're operating and the way that you're acting with Chris Rock. That joke doesn't warrant that sort of that sort of action when 
the reason why you became a laughing stock and because your marriage has been dragged through the mud and your name's been dragged through the mud and you're be you've been called a cuck and all this crazy shit because your wife slept with your son's friend like that's some shit that you didn't deal with in your household yeah. and now because the man like cracks a joke oh I'm going to assault I'm going to do something yeah. but like where was any of this yeah. when when like the this real stuff happened that like make been making you look like a goofy i mean this makes you look like a goofy too but yeah. that shit's been making you look like a goofy yeah and like you know it has to be displacement if if like a, a joke like that affects you then you know that those memes had to have had some form of psychological effect in fact there was there was this um red carpet appearance i don't know how long ago it was or, or or what award show it was but they were on the red carpet will and jada and somebody on the red carpet was asking questions the interviewer and the interviewer asked a question something to the extent of to, to jada when are you when is your show coming back the red table talk whatever it's like a facebook show or whatever yeah and that's where all this the drama stemmed from the yeah. the 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 entanglement shit and all that that bullshit, and so, um, Jada was like, "Yeah, I, I don't know, we're working on it, whatever." And 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 the interviewer is like, "Yeah, because like I I just love it, like all the entanglements and all that." And Will Smith is right next to her when yeah. that. So it's like you're you're referencing something that like first off when it was brought up. This dude was on that show crying about this shit. Whether it was a publicity stunt or not, it seemed pretty genuine. He was crying about the fact that like his wife like banged another guy. Yeah. Yeah. You motherfuckers thought it was a good idea to put this out there to the world, but beyond that, you got this person that's right here like the, the like if I was an interviewer now I would because like my my respect for Will Smith is totally down like flushed down the toilet, but prior to my respect for him being flushed down the toilet, I wouldn't have asked that question while he was right there. No, I would like that's disrespectful. Like I would have been like maybe I would ask about the show. Like hey, when is the show coming back? Oh, because you know I love it so much. It's so awesome. But bring up that specific instance, that specific moment where. Like, it caused this man, like, so much pain. I no. wouldn't. But that's the disrespect that people been showing, dude. Oh. So now this comedian, and these are people that are not comedians. These are these are just everyday regular people, Hollywood and social media motherfuckers. So now this comedian who his job is to tell jokes and work the room. Yeah, yeah. Like Michael Noah said in a tweet, this is the shroud that broke the cuckold's back. And you attack this guy, that is the epitome of bitch made. Like I just don't I don't rock with that shit at all. Yeah. Yeah, no. I felt bad for Chris Rock. I really did. Like I did uh, too. It, it's 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 not I feel like the people people haven't really online said anything about oh poor Chris, poor Chris. Comedians have kind of rallied and said, Hey, no, no, no. I'll do that shit to a comedian. That's comedians, though. It's your livelihood, so you don't want to set that precedent. But you know, I, I think I think overall that that's not a that's not a good way. That's not a good look. And 
And the thing is, too, it's like, this is something that could be discussed at the after party, respectfully. But what is there to discuss? Like, we didn't, yeah. like, I said a joke. Yeah. I said a fucking joke. Yeah. So, does because prior to that, he said a joke about Javier Bardem and his wife. So now, that, does that joke warrant a discussion with Javier Bardem and his wife? Like, hey, or... Whatever other jokes that we no. didn't see, does that warrant? <laughs> that like, joke was a little bit more. I don't think any other jokes are offensive, but a little bit more charged because because he's like, oh wow, he's like Javier's here with his wife. Uh, they're both nominated. She better not win, and you win one. Kind of saying like she's gonna feel some type of way if he wins, and yeah. she like that. That is a little bit more. I and felt, they were charged. totally good sports about it. Yeah, you know. But but that's my point. Is like if 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 somebody's saying, oh well, we could talk about this backstage. What is there to talk about? My yeah. job is to tell jokes, and nothing. Like if you're a true comedian, nothing is off the table. That is one of the reasons why. And maybe he said this in a moment of like being flustered. But when, when Will Smith said, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth, and Chris Rock said, all right, like, I I, 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 I will. Like, yeah. like, I'll stop talking about her. I don't like that because, no, like, nothing is off the table yeah. as a comedian. Nothing. In fact, if I'm a comedian, I'm susceptible now to talk about that bitch even worse now. Yeah. Because, like, you open yourself up to this. Yeah. Like, in fact, I might... In my next stand-up or whatever, whenever I'm, I'm, I, I put something out, I might have a whole slew of shit about you and your whole fucking family now. Yeah, yeah. Because there's nothing off the table for a comedian. So this this idea that like in that moment, you uh, uh, Chris Rock capitulates to to the shit that Will Smith is on. Granted, it might have been a moment of being flustered, but from what I've gathered and what I've read. Apparently, uh, uh, P. Diddy was the middleman where everything was worked out backstage. Yeah. Hell no. Nah. To me, like, from this point on, I'm 50 Cent and your job rule. Like, we never yeah. have, like, there's nothing to say to yeah. me. Like, even if somehow, some way, we end up be through the through the inner workings of Hollywood on the same project. Yeah, it is what it is. But on set, I don't fuck with you. Like, yeah. don't you, like, we're here. Even if in the movie we play best friends. Yeah, in the movie I'll act like that, but like I I do not fuck with you. Like yeah. that that is it. Like this is fifty ja rule shit from this point on. Like there is never any like clearing clearing this shit up for me. I've been super angry too. Like being him, like I'll fight. I'm not gonna let a guy fucking slap the shit out of me on stage. A lot of people a lot of people said um that was respectable, Chris Rock, to kind of keep like the show going and. It's your job to to do what you have to do and then move out of the way. And I mean, I could see their point, but it's just like there's certain people you don't do that with. And I, I there's certain if people I was hosting. He uh, wouldn't try that. Shit. Yeah, that's the other thing that was bitch made about that. Like, if it was Wanda Sykes, would you have slapped the shit out of her? Or or was if it was like The Rock? Yeah, would oh, you have hell. done it? Or <laughs> would you have done it if it was if even even Dave Chappelle? I feel like he may not have done yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what Dave Chappelle's gonna say about that. Him being a comedian and being vocal about the crap, because like his whole thing the last couple years has been like, let us say whatever we're gonna say. 
Yeah. So it'd be very interesting to see his take. My my thing is like I feel like a lot of people are are gonna be or at least feel like they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Uh be, they're gonna be feel like they're stuck between Chris Rock and a hard place, no pun intended. Right. But but uh because um Will Smith is such an establishment figure in Hollywood. Yeah. That it's like, oh, well, if we do anything, we say anything. And that's another thing that this situation brings up about society that I think people ought to recognize is this idea that if any other regular person did it, they would be in jail. But meanwhile, this dude, like he's partying afterwards with an Oscar no worries, no, no, no repercussions, nothing. Everybody's okay with it, taking pictures and dancing and everything like that. Like the the level of hypocrisy on display by Hollywood. So let me get this straight. You motherfuckers hate Trump. He's awful because of the things he says. And apparently words can be violence, but they're not. So you condone somebody doing physical violence against somebody that is just saying words. Yeah. What kind of cognitive dissonance is that? So the words are violence and that can justify actual physical violence. Yeah. Actually, there was a tweet. And you you all rock with this because just the simple idea that (laughs) he was not told to leave. Like if I was the 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 guy running the Oscars, I would tell security, next commercial you get him the fuck out of here. Yeah, get him the fuck out of here because this motherfucker's a lunatic for one. Yeah. Like he's fucking unhinged. Get him out of here. If the bitch wants to stay, she could stay. Yeah. If she wants to go, she goes out with him. But get him out of here. Yeah, we can't do nothing about the fact that he won the Oscar already. Because the votes are in, yeah. but whatever. Like when it, they call it, somebody will accept it for him and mail that shit to him. Yeah. Like my boy, like this is crazy. But no, because it's Will Smith, establishment darling of Hollywood, that 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 also propagates. And, and this is the shit that leads into the consp- the whole realm of conspiracy theory. It's like, oh well, this guy propagates the shit that y'all like, effeminate ass son, all this weirdo shit going on in your family. They like that. The other day I was recognizing something. I don't know if you've noticed this about MGK. If you notice, since MGK has been on some like effeminate ass weirdo shit, he's, he's like everywhere he's now. He's everywhere, yep. Yeah. And I remember when Dave Chappelle kept saying, like when, when he left Africa, he's like, there's some funny shit going on in Hollywood. There's some funny shit. But he never really like, and even now, like you don't, know exactly what he was talking about. He probably don't want to get Epstein. <laughs> yeah. But but I, I see it. I see I see what what you wanna you want a certain vision. Like right now, even what's trending with Disney, I don't know if you've seen that, like they they're they're trying to push as much LGBTQ stuff into their into their new material. And it's like, well, what are you trying to push here? Who is watching Disney? Children? Let children be children. Like, wh- wh- why is it that you have to push that? Why can't you allow families to deal with that on their own? As the kid gets older, is in high school, then he can ask questions or she can ask questions. Like, why does it have to be pushed from 
like the children phase yeah you know that shit it's like like i don't know in my spirit it just feels demonic yeah and now so so there's two tweets there's the one well in pre-production i had sent you this one but like if you start breaking down where it comes from you start seeing the two mode of thoughts of, of, of uh of people but uh here it is this is one this is like a random person i'm not gonna put their uh twitter handle but this is what they say funny how people are calling the slap toxic masculinity while excusing the toxic masculinity misogynistic and ableism in the uh, misogyny and ableism in the joke words are violence quit tone police uh policing the reaction to violence maybe chris rock should have kept will smith's wife out of his fucking mouth that's one that's stupid yeah and we'll break it down that but that's one more thought <laughs> this is another one but this is uh, actually someone that's known i don't know much about him but i know he's uh he's famous and he has a podcast tom segura he's is he a comedian yeah yeah he said fuck will smith's candy ass smacking a dude four inches shorter and 50 pounds lighter he's just in his feelings because his bald-headed bitch been fucking around on him for years and he takes it we all know who he who he wishes he could have slapped hashtag cuck will yeah <laughs> and to me like i'm definitely in in the team's second yeah. second tweet <laughs> yeah and so if you break it down the first tweet is like some fucking I don't even know what land that should come it's from. Inconsistent knowledge because essentially what you're saying is that's the the point that I was making earlier with the point that I was making about the precedent being set here. What you're saying is that these words are violent and and that you have the right to physically assault somebody yeah. for something that somebody says that's insanity yeah you're crazy yeah because you could now say what's the difference between i say oh i'm i'm voting for for trump i'm voting for desantis oh beat his ass yeah exactly look that's that's violence violence. yeah that's violence well why well because like what they stand for exactly what what do you mean like what we can't sit there and debate or do i have to get my ass whooped and and fucking rocks thrown at me and and fucking motherfuckers with bats chasing me? Like, is this is this right? <laughs> so, whereas the other one, it's like the the second tweet to me. Yeah, it's well, logical. Smith, you're, yeah, you're big, dude. You went, you slapped another grown ass man, disrespected him f- because he was doing his job. Why? Because you have certain Who's smaller than you. Yeah, way smaller. You you have issues obviously undealt with issues and that shit screams like narcissism like what you did or ego like your it's ego cowardice. took over yeah it's like, cowardice you cared only about how you felt about something that was minuscule and you made this big scene on on uh, during an event that you know that shit's not about you that you're part of the event this is not about you and so yeah, you're in the wrong, and you deserve to be fucking dragged in social Not media. Not only that, you've also opened yourself up yeah. to so many more jokes now. Yeah. Because now, like, people love a target. Like, they love when they know that it, it gets at you. Yeah. So if you thought you were a meme before, 
boy, you haven't seen anything yet. Yeah. And how do you know you don't get a bad motherfucker that's at another award show that's bigger and badder than Chris Rock that says a joke, a motherfucker who knows you ain't going to come up there and do that to him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like the memes are rolling in. <laughs> like it says Chris Rock after getting hit by Will Smith and is uh, Chris Rock kind of like smiling nervously, but like he has his composure. Will Smith after hitting Chris Rock and it has him like in tears. It's like you, 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 you literally did what you amplified getting memed. So if that bothered you, don't even get on Twitter. Don't even turn on the news. Don't. And so it, it, it exposes to the nature of Hollywood. And the Hollywood elites, like fuck them, holy as thou, and oh, I, I'm, I'm, everyone got to wear all these expensive clothes, and oh, look, look at the jewelry, and oh man, I look so perfect, and all the fucking makeup, and all the oh hi, the fake highs, and all that shit. It's like you motherfuckers are awful. Yeah, and there's so many kinks to your armor, like you, and then, and then you are the motherfuckers that'll go. And do a fucking uh, one of those commercials. What do they call those? The 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 public service public service announcements, and then tell people how they have to uh, behave or how what they have to think. But but who is you? <laughs> like who are you? Like you're nobody. You're just a person that acts. You're just a person that performs. And um, there's a lot more than your fame. There's a lot more than than than, than your craft, and it, it and it matters how you handle things and how you go about it. And for a second, I don't know, like if 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 you had the option to have a family like Will Smith or the dynamic, would you? That, what do you mean? Would, would you would you be open to that or 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 like like a family that's on some weirdo shit? Like yeah, that? nah, I don't want that. And so, so to me, like that's how I look at it too. It's like, well, you somewhere somewhere like because Will Smith is actually for the most part like when 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 he's around or when he's like talking or he's in an interview, he's like a pretty normal guy. Yeah, beyond so, his cuckoldry. Yeah, but like. There's something lacking, even in his family, like the weird shit. And it's like not just like one weird thing. It's like the the boy's weird, the girl's weird, the wife is weird. When they were kids, it was weird. Remember that picture with like some singer or white dude that was much older than them laying there shirtless? Like, what is going on? Like, and, and it goes back to what you were saying. Like, it's That's Big Willie style. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like. What what is going on? Like what is, and and the fact that Hollywood applauds that shit. The fact that Hollywood is cool, like it's oh, prog we, it's progressive. Yeah, let's preserve this guy, and like you said, let's not throw him out. I don't know, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's I weird. have a feeling that if Chris Rock would have fought back, they would have thrown Chris Rock out and left Will Smith there. Yeah, yeah, and that that's. That's that's sad, but uh, yeah, no, I'm definitely interested to see what Chris Rock is gonna say in his next stand up if he'll double down. 
No, if, if apparently according to Diddy, they're all good now, he ain't going to bring that shit up. Yeah. That's the problem. Like, you... you I would have never agreed to... I would have never made amends about that. I'd be like, yeah, I don't give a fuck, Diddy, who you are, Denzel, none of you motherfuckers. Like, I fuck, dude. Yeah. It is what it is. The best you would have gotten... Check, check me. Check out this next stand-up. Like, you thought that was bad? Yeah. It's gonna, I'm going to get real busy on your whole fucking family. Like, yeah. Nah, fuck that. The best thing you would have gotten out of me is everything uh, with that, and then, like, what you just said, and then, like, the best for you... Will Smith is, I'm not going to press charges. I'm not going to do that. But I'm going to roast the fuck out of you this next stand-up. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to do I could deal with that. Yeah, like, that was one thing. I was like, oh, okay, cool. But, like, Chris Rock, though, when it comes to... Because he decided not to press charges. Yeah, he decided not to press charges. So I, I agree with, like, you, this could be handled differently. But, like, like you said, mm, he probably won't say much. But that that would be my strategy. It's like I'm not gonna press charges because the way I'm gonna get at you, and the way I'm gonna have motherfuckers talking about you, is gonna be so much worse. You're gonna wish that I press charges. Like the jokes that are gonna come are gonna be like fucking crazy. Like you're like that entanglement shit is not is not gonna be anything to the shit that I'm about to write about you motherfuckers. Yeah. Roast. Yeah. And so, and you got you, you're Chris Rock, like and you, and you with that family, with there's loads of material. Oh yeah, there's loads of material. I mean, Rich Cooper, who's not who's not a comedian, he put out a tweet, and I thought it was great. He's like, Chris Rock should have came back with, "Wow, that smack is gonna hurt till August." Like right there, everybody would have been like, for whatever smack that uh, 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 Will Smith gave to Chris Rock. That's nothing compared to the way that that joke is going to be branded into Will Smith's memory for... Because yeah. people are... The whole crowd right there at that moment, they would have been like... Yeah. And that's just the crowd. The internet would have been set ablaze yeah. by that shit. So, nah, fuck you, dude. Like, you, you're you a laughing stock, and, I, and I'm, that, that's what's going to happen now. I don't know if you're a broken man or not. Divorce the bitch. Like, yeah, they yeah. ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm telling jokes. That's my job. Yeah, yeah. And so, obviously, it's well established. I think we're both Team Chris Rock on this one. And, 100%. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if uh, Will Smith, supposedly he apologized, but I don't know if he tweeted that or or if, uh, but. I don't know. If I was Chris Rock, I wouldn't even care about an apology. You don't got to apologize to me. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like, don't apologize to me. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is uh, the apology, the official apology. Violence in all of its forms is poisonous and destructive. My behavior at last night's Academy Awards was unacceptable and inexcusable. Jokes at my expense are a part of the job, but a joke about Jada's medical condition was too much for me to bear, and I reacted emotionally. I would like to publicly apologize to you, Chris. I was out of line and I was wrong. I'm embarrassed and my actions were not indicative of the man I want to be. There is no place for violence in a world of love and kindness. I would also like to apologize to the Academy, the producers of the show, all the attendees and everyone watching around the world. I would like to apologize to the Williams family and my King Richard family. I deeply regret that my behavior has stained what has been an otherwise 
gorgeous journey for all of us. I am a work in progress. Sincerely, Will. And and it, how that would have been, that would have been like when the game was trying to make amends with 50, and I would have been like, bro, I would have responded <coughs> like, bitch, I don't want your apology. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> check out this next, You check out my apology on my next stand-up. And then that would have been it. Like, that's it. Yeah. And so now Will Smith... It's like, fuck, like, what is this guy going to say? And I'm not going to say anything else about it. And then when that next stand-up comes out, yeah, this this ain't in the past. This is yeah, this is here now. We're, we're talking about this. This is brought back up now. Nah, like, fuck that. Like, this idea that, like, the, the, this idea that, like, oh, well, I could do whatever I want, and now I'm just going to apologize about it, and, like, everything is all good. Nah, bitch. Yeah. Like, that shit is not cool, number one. Number two, yeah. this, 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 uh, this mental, this, this, uh, 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 whole, um, health condition kick. Oh, wait, or Jada's health condition. Motherfucker, it's alopecia. If anybody looks up alopecia, it's when it's an autoimmune deficiency when your when immune system attacks healthy hair follicles. Yes. Is it the is it the is it the most fun thing in the world? No, but she is not dying from it. Like this is not an ingrown toenail, or this is not like that. Just like these motherfuckers that say nowadays you can't make fat jokes. Yeah, like what the fuck? Yeah, you can. Yeah, stop telling me what I can. You know can't who you can't. You, you, you know who you, who you can't get at. You can't get at people that can't <laughs> defend themselves. Like attacking like a Down syndrome kid. Yes, that's that's awful cuz this person can't defend themselves. Mm -hmm. They don't have they don't have the 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 capacity or the sophistication to defend themselves. Yeah. That makes you a piece of shit. But this is a fully autonomous sentient woman yeah. that has the capacity to either write write a a, a a a a tweet about how she didn't like the joke or come back with something or man, you know what? The way that that she did Snoop Dogg when she brought Snoop Dogg on her show, and 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 because I guess they had some static between like because she has so much reverence for Tupac. Yeah. Um. Uh, even that's another thing that made Will look like a cuck. The yeah. way she was like talking about so much love, uh, about Tupac, uh, yeah. uh, because they, they never like came out and said it, but you could tell the way that she made it seem like Tupac nailed her. Yeah. So that was another thing that how she cucked Will. But yeah. she had Snoop on the show, and I guess because Snoop fell out with Pac, yeah. Jada had like an issue with Snoop, but they talked it out on her show. Yeah. To me, if I was her, I would have told him, no, no, no. And then I would have sent an invite to, to Chris Rock and be like, no, like, we're going to talk about this on, on my show. Hey, you know what? I didn't like this, that, and the other. That, to me, I would have been like, that's classy. Like, you know what? I'm going through this like it, it's hard for me. I didn't like it. Yeah, and then it's now, a conversation. And now I have you on the spot. And then Chris Rock would have probably been forced in that moment to apologize. Like, damn, yeah. like I didn't know it made you feel like that. That's like a sophisticated way of dealing with it. Yeah. But now y'all gonna handle this like this, and then the coward ass son is gonna be like, oh yeah, he tweeted. Yeah, that's how we do things. That's how we handle shit. All right, man. No one's scared of you, kid. Shut up. Yeah, no. Nah. Listen, if Jada could take a dick, she could take a joke. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but um, 
we'll see. We'll see what happens afterwards. The academy is supposedly looking into it and investigating it. There's well, what is there to investigate? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is clear, cut, and concise what happened. But yeah, but um, segueing into the next topic, um, this article that uh, I was made aware of through a Sandman video. Um, I found it very interesting because obviously Sandman, he's a MGTOW content creator. So he agrees with a lot that's in this article. But yeah. this article is what happens to men who stay bachelors forever, according to science. So we're talking about men that never marry, men that never have kids. Now, before we even get into the, the, the intricacies and the details of the article, um, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Out of the people in your life, your personal observation, that are bachelors, the men that are bachelors, juxtaposed to the men that are married... If you were in some sort of neutral purgatory type stage and you had to choose, so I'm going to display the group of guys that are married and the group of guys that are bachelors. And again, you're in like some sort of hypothetical purgatory place and you get to choose based off of your personal observations of the people that you're surrounded by, which route would you choose and why? Oh, let's see. A number. If I had to choose, it would definitely be the bachelor side. Why? From my experience. Well, because. Well, not your experience, from your observation. Oh, yeah, from my observation, yeah. For, or what I mean by my experience is by my experience observing the people yeah. and, and seeing where they're at. And so then you said, why? Well, because uh, what I've noticed from the people around me that that are bachelors, everything trends up for them. Like, um, first of all, information and growth is, is, is much higher than yeah. everyone that's married. Um, because of that, I think, obviously, naturally, your life is a lot more in order. So uh, what I've noticed is finances in order. Uh, for the most part, emotional health is in order. Um, uh, a lot fitter. I feel like they are a lot fitter. So health-wise, like, they're not fat. Um, priorities and are, are in line and the sky is the limit so obviously if i'm looking at it from the perspective of what i see and what to me seems like a more successful route it would be the bachelor side and so from my experience personally i took those like bat when i was married i took those like th those elements and I kept that the same because why? If you're going to be married, you should be able to keep that the same. Marriage is not jail, and so you know. And even 
through compromise, it's like, well, you know, if you're married, that that uh, one aspect to me that that's not a necessity is having children. Like, yes, that would be nice, but maybe set the groundwork for a good base before you have children. And so that that's more of a bachelor's way of looking at it, right? Like, oh, listen, like this, we're on survival mode right now, so let's set the groundwork. And then from there, like, and when I was married, like, the groundwork was there. Like, I could have had a child and I would have been in a very, it would not have been this financial burden that I see a lot of the married side of my friends uh, experience. So, like, when you come across a trad con, and for people that don't know what a trad con is, a tradition that's short for traditional conservative, which a lot of different traditional conservatives, they promote the idea of like, oh, well, getting married and having kids, it's the wholesome, godly thing to do. It's the conservative thing to do. This, that, and the third. That's kind of like you get that sort of rhetoric from like a Candace Owens or. Um, Actually, a lot of conservatives, uh, Crowder's kind of on that. Yeah. Uh, Shapiro's kind of on that. There's a lot of conservatives that are on that. That's one of the things that I really dug about Trump. Yeah. I really like that about Trump is like, while you could tell he loved his family and valued it, he was not the guy to be like, oh, well, family is everything. Family is everything. Exactly. Like that. And I... I dug that and not even so much like coming from the bachelor mentality. It's just this thing that like I, I there was there's something that always didn't sit right with me about people that would have that attitude because it comes off as like very uh small minded, like, oh well I just care about me and mine. Well, like yeah. the world is a big place and there's a lot of people. Yeah. And and like beyond your family, like a lot of good can happen. Yeah. So, going back to the question I was going to ask, just sort of wanted to set the stage and, and, and for people that didn't know like what a tradcon was, when you hear tradcons talk the way they talk, which is sort of an opposing view to like what you just yeah. mentioned, what's your take on that? I tell them, pick up a fucking Frederick Nietzsche book. All right? How about that? What I liked about Frederick Nietzsche is like, I believe in God. I believe in God. And I, I think with him, it was like, well, I don't know if there is a God. And so if there is not a God, where does this moral compass come from? Where does that come from? And how do I set like the roadmap of who I have to be? And obviously, because the conservative way is, well, the tradition of oh we'll build a family we'll grow with this that's very um that's very judeo-christian value it's like i applaud that and i respect that but that's not the same roadmap that everyone it does it's not like that's a very cookie cutter approach to looking at things and so frank ricci he had a um, a concept that he came up with. It was called the 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 Ubermensch. Which let me see. They usually have like a little like diagram of 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 what it was. But basically, it's like a Superman. Like, you know, 
who you should strive to be, who you should try to grow to be. Like, like what you should aspire to. Yeah, what you should aspire to as, as a human being. And, like, usually, let me see, Uber. Um, to me, that that is, like, let me see, diagram. Let me see if I can look it up. That has nothing to do with family. That has everything to do on the mark that you leave, right? Because, like, what do you do when you have a family? You'd obviously want to leave a mark for, for the people that, that you love. But sometimes that becomes bigger. Like, sometimes the the concept of growth is bigger than your family like your family could be recipients of that growth and and be better off but but like it's not necessarily the only it thing and i think that we, we become so stuck on Oh well, the kids basketball game. Well, the kids this and all. It's kind of like, yeah. I know where you're getting. It's sort of it becomes sort of primitive. Because, yeah, pr- because yeah. the idea that it's like oh well, me and mine, me and mine, me and mine. But the reality is, in 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 regards to like a legacy, is when a person leaves this world, and mm. and the way that they're remembered and regarded. It rarely has anything to do with like their children. It typically has to do with like, oh, the effect that this that person had on you personally, yeah. or the things that they created or left behind or or, or were the founders of or established. Yeah. But it, it's rarely this idea that is like, oh well, because this person has children, like we still regard the person. No, you regard the children now. Yeah. What you what makes you regard the person is the feeling that they they left the feelings that they left and the things they accomplished. Yeah, like like in many ways that you could look at Steve Jobs and be like, wow, he really did. He really impacted my life. I'm not related by blood to him, but like, how many sketches did we do, or how many sketches did we write on the notepad on the iPhone, like? Imagine that type of reach, like you really right. And and w- while all of that, <coughs> while while you have all of that regard for this person, you don't ever stop and even consider his child. Like that yeah. never even comes into the mix. Like oh well, he was a dad. It's like well, maybe a few people out there think of that, but the reality is, what people think of is Apple, the iPhone, all yeah. of that stuff. And so these are like the I was trying to look it up, and I found it. Um, and actually, it's kind of crazy. You had talked about something last week, and I'll mention it. But uh, so the paper outlines like the 10 primary attributes of what an Ubermensch would be. Those attributes are self-determination, creativity, becoming, overcoming, discontent, flexibility, self-mastery, self-confidence, cheerfulness, and courage. You don't need a family for that. Right. You don't need a family, like a traditional family, because that's like an extension of like, I can have my family, but this is something I share with the world. Like, this is, what is this podcast? You know, like, be, like what is this podcast? What is the, the goals that you put? Like, you want to affect others in a positive way. And those people are not going to be your family members. Those people, I'm not related to someone in Texas listening to this episode, but they might learn something from that. And that's important. That's... It goes back to what you were saying. What's the... And that person that's getting value out of it 
it's probably not stopping to consider if you have kids or not. Yeah. They're not like, oh, I, man, fucking Rx Phonics, Kill Cartoon, like their wife, their kids. No, you're st- they, what they're regarding is whatever entertainment information that they're getting from the content that we create. Last week, you mentioned the Maslow hierarchy of needs, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was recent. I don't know if it was last week. Yeah, so first one, at the bottom of the triangle is physiological needs. Food, water, warmth, rest, right? Second one, safety needs. Security, safety. Number three, belongingness and love needs. Intimate relationships and friends. That's basically in the middle. Esteem needs prestige and feeling of accomplishment and then the top of the triangle is self-actualization achieving one's full potential including creative activities that's the top goal and so i understand like if if the the concoction of of spices and everything you need right like the salt and the pepper is right and you're like wow this is these are all the things I need to create my family is there. That's nice. And that that's a beautiful thing. And I, all the power to you, but it is not where it stops. It's almost like getting a promotion and being like, I made it. Yeah. No, there's more room. Like this is a, a part it, of it, your it's life. It's really the equivalent to like people that think they made it after they graduated. Yes, exactly. And it's like, first of all, you didn't make shit. You just had kids for, so being Which a, anybody can do. That that's yeah. another thing. Like people want to make it where like it's this s- such a uh uh you know purposeful and, and meaningful thing. And maybe to you as an individual, but it's really like an arbitrary thing. Yeah, yeah. Like and and, and you notice the differences because, like for example, like Earn, his daughter is super sophisticated. Like you could tell. Like wow. Y'all motherfuckers like really love her, the mom and the dad. And are putting the time and attention into developing some, you know, somebody very smart. Exactly. And then there's people who have kids. That's it. And they're like on a tablet all day. Yeah. Like, okay, well, I mean, what what do you want? What do you want me to say? Oh, wow. It's so beautiful. That's not beautiful to me. That's sad. Like, so having kids is not an accomplishment. Like, but it's their purpose. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's the, the thing. thing. Yeah. Oh, they're they're a purpose. <laughs> they give you a reason to live. God damn. Yeah. If that's the only reason that you have to live, that's some sorry yeah. shit. And, and to me, it's like, okay, if that's the route you'll take, that's your purpose or part of your purpose. You better treat it as such. I, I think that you should like, you know, like really philosophically think about that. We were talking in post or in pre production, like. um what, what it would mean to be a good father. Do I have to be there every day, every week? Or will 16 hours be enough? But those 16 hours, I'm teaching you I'm, I, something. I'm, I'm, I'm going out. I'm playing basketball with you. I go and I'm like, you know what? Yo, let me teach you something. Let me take you to the building that, that, that I have so you could see like what I do. Okay. So this is what happened. Um, I'm here. I'm going to pick up the rent. So so I bought this, and now they get to live there. 
and that's the concept of like being able to own something and someone benefiting from that so and then just like t teaching them about investing and this this and that nothing complex either you know if it's a kid i'm not gonna be like oh yeah yeah the gross income of this building is, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not gonna go like wild with it, I right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, teach them what the concepts are if they're super young, and as they get older, okay, this is this, this is that, and so that's valuable. I'm making you into a monster. Like when you go into class, you're Harvard level. These kids are CPS level, and so, you know, like. I think that that's valuable. I think that th those 16 hours that I was there with that kid, which is two work shifts, are much more valuable than a dad who comes home, doesn't really care, wants to rest, goes out, does, doesn't really talk to the kid, doesn't. And so, yeah, th th there's, there's a way of doing things, but there's always more. And so, yes, you can, you can have a family. Yes, that's work. And then that's not even work to be praised. That's just work that you, you really set. for yourself. Yeah. yeah. And, and as you should. So, like, I don't look at people as like, wow, what an amazing father. No, I'm like, well, I, I mean, you, you took on the task. You might as well do a good job. What else do you have going for yourself? And so I think that's where, back to the first question, when you said, like, wh whose life I would prefer. Well, the bachelor's life. What I would prefer about that is that, like, your focus is on self-actualization if, if you're doing it right, and there's less things in the way. Now, again, family doesn't have to be in the way, but what I'm saying is, like, okay, a, a better way of explaining it is how many friends do you have that when the whole family situation happens they disappear from the face of the earth and there's no more growth a lot yes yeah. the, the 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 majority of people that i know that have put themselves or found themselves in a family dynamic in today's day and age their growth has pretty much completely stopped yeah and, and complete stagnation it shouldn't be that way for his sake for the family's sake, for the wife's sake, it should not be that way. And so, that's sad. And so, if that's going to be the case, you're well, better off single. Well, I think that, that ties in to the way that men operate nowadays. Because, see, I think what we're talking about is the perspective of a bachelor nowadays. Because, like, everything that you said, you mentioned about... Maslow's hierarchy and need, hierarchy and needs, the physiological needs, uh, um, uh, a, a belonging, esteem, uh, and self-actualization. When you talk about that stuff, we're talking about a time currently where men are not like operating like that the way men are operating is like oh well i i gotta get home because the wife so for instance if if, if your goal is to self-actualize and maybe for you self-actualization is doing i don't know something that we've done before sketch comedy which is something that requires a lot of people and through your sketch comedy you want to uh uh um uh make 
provocative assessments about society and you want to challenge people's thoughts and and everything like that and you want to do some good through your comedy but your wife sweats you every time it's time for you to have a meeting yeah. uh, like a production meeting or something well you're self-actualized you're not going to be able to self-actualize yeah. because you're allowing somebody to stagnate that whereas before we lived in a time where men didn't didn't allow that type of stuff yeah yeah and not only that but like the bigger question is what will you choose right i mean they chose it already and so to me like the like i'm looking at the needs now intimate relationships friends belongings and love needs so that part is is where now you you're at you're at the crossroads at that point and so do you say oh well this is not gonna work but but that's the thing too it love needs is that love like if somebody if somebody stagnates your growth is that love or is that is that possessiveness because love is well i want the person to do what makes them happy yeah yeah and so at that point it's like You've basically answered the question for for a lot of people that are stuck in that regard. Like, well, perhaps who you are as a person and what where you're trending does not f- fit with the person you're with, and and perhaps some some like deep critical thinking should be done. So then you could be like, well, I'm moving forward because like that person is one person. And and like love and relationship needs, that's that's like that's relationship in general. That's not just a girl or a guy. Like, what about your friends? What about your your family members? What about your mom? What about your dad? What like you don't need one person to hold things over you when you have a bunch of people who care for you. No, like you don't. You take the route of like, well, let's let's move up, let's trend up, and and like you said. Is it love if the person doesn't want you to be the best you can be? Is it love when they nag you uh, because you're you, you don't have time for them because you're trying to write a book that you've been wanting to write? Is it love if if you you're on your third overtime day and and she's like, "Wow, I can't believe you don't care." Well, I mean, I'm trying to feed the family. Like, do you not understand what I'm trying to do? Like, is that love? Or 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 is that a uh, like a nagging bitch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, "Well, those are questions you ought to ask yourself and, and and do some do some thinking. So the getting back to the article, uh, what happens to men who stay bachelors forever according to science? The subtitle of the article is men who never marry or have kids might not be as lonely as they seem. So it goes into a few things, interesting conclusions that the article makes. Single men are rich in friendship. That I can wholeheartedly wholeheartedly attest to. There's a lot of reports nowadays that show how friendships amongst men are diminishing. And I think the reason why friendships amongst men are diminishing is because as women become more and more authoritarian in our society because... You know, they're, they're all of this propaganda from Hollywood and this Yas Queen shit and all this this stuff that they're that they they uh, 
they rock with and and they 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 find fashionable and and they take it without thinking critically about it as that happens the power structure the power pendulum swings more in their favor so they become more uh irritated and irritable and have a nasty attitude when men don't give them exactly what they want when they want so there's so many men that have such a defeatist attitude about that like oh well i just don't want to argue i just don't want to argue but like like you don't want to argue but she's in the wrong so it's it's not about not wanting to argue it's about right and wrong you're wrong I'm going to argue because like it's not right. And then I'm going to do what I said I was going to do because yeah. you don't own me. No. Yeah. But as as that happens, you see more and more uh, men do that. And so that's why you're getting more and more of this polarization where you see men that are like, you know, studs with women and have a lot of friends and are, and are, are, are you know, have upward mobility and doing stuff. And then... You have all these guys that are overweight and downtrodden and despondent about life. And it's like, it's like if, if an alien were to come, he would probably think like seeing the, 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 the two sets of men, he would probably think that they're like a different species. Yeah. Like these motherfuckers, they don't have any fashion sense. They don't (laughs) take care. No, like you're laughing, but I'm not saying that it like in a sense of trying to be derogatory, you know, having a little bit of fashion sense. And I, it doesn't mean like having purely having name brands or anything like that. It's just like, I mean, dude, take a little bit of time to look at how you're dressed. Like, yeah. look at how fucked up your jeans are. They're not tailored or tapered. Look at the suit. Like you didn't even take time to taper it or, or get it tailored. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying you got to be a fashionista, GQ, or anything, but, like, a man should have... This is one of my favorite scenes from the movie Crazy Stupid Love. You should have, like, a few articles in your wardrobe (laughs) that shows, like, that I know how to dress. Like, I have a little bit of taste. But you notice a lot of these these married motherfuckers or or they have kids, they don't have any taste. What what do they wear? Like, a, a hoodie of, like, the local sports team. Yeah. Some like long ass, baggy ass jeans and, and like some like and dusty ass kicks. Again, a woman you don't admires. have to have, yeah. you know, spend the money on kicks that I spend. But like you don't have like a fresh pair of shoes, dude. Like like nothing. You don't take care of yourself. Spray a little cologne on you. Yeah. Nothing. Like are you that satisfied and you have that much of a of a. Um, um, what's the word that uh, scarcity mindset when it comes to women that it's like oh well I have my woman so like I don't really need to look good for anybody else or anything like that no it's no, like, no like where's your self confidence but even even in, in being with, with a woman I don't like like oh it's fine if you're at home joggers all that but like we're going out like what, what, do you, what is this am I, am I supposed to outdress you so I would expect the same from the girl. Like, what are you? What are you wearing? What is this? You know, the same honesty. Like, so I'm gonna come, nice fitted wardrobe, and you're wearing this shit. Didn't bother to. Yeah, you know, I'm not telling you cake up your face, but like, do your hair, do like, 
And so being in a relationship doesn't mean like, oh, it's over with now. I could right. just and, be and a lot of these up. dudes they act like yeah. that. And so going back to that example I was given about the alien that would come and like you know juxtapose these two sets of men and think that they're you know a different species it's like oh well these guys are fit these guys are out of weight these guys are happy these guys are despondent these guys are like have purpose and are active and are doing stuff these guys live very mundane monotonous lives totally different stuff so naturally the married guys are going to be the the non-bachelors are going to be reserved to like their life and and how they operate and 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 their little nest and the other guys are going to have more friendships and that's why the article concluded that single men are rich in friendship but there's a but attached to that but the but is very interesting the but is Single men are rich in friendship, but poor in money. Okay. So on the onset, there'll be like people, a lot of people that are in the non-bachelor situation would say, oh, well, Rick and Twiz, K-Cartoon, RX Phonics. Well, you see, it's not so great being a bachelor. Bachelors are poor in money. So, you know, I'm married and, you know, I'm, I, I, because I work hard for my family, I, I have, I have more money, but pouring money, making less money uh, 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 is the equivalent to make less money. And maybe that is the case across the board, but anybody who knows anything about money is that it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. Yeah. And what you do with what you make. Yeah. So if I'm a person, You're and, one person and I make and I make fifty thousand dollars a year, and out of that fifty thousand dollars a year, my expenditures are about ten, fifteen thousand, that leaves me with forty or thirty five thousand dollars left. But if you're a person that makes a hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year, <laughs> but your expenditures are 95 or 100,000 and what you're left with is, you know, 20 or $15,000, I'd much rather be in the position of making the $50,000 yeah. than making the $120,000. So yep. this idea that like, oh, well, these people make more money. Well, who gives a fuck? The idea is it's not what you make, it's what you do with what yeah. you make. It's not what you make, it's what you can keep. Yeah. Exactly. If you bought your your place or a condo cash, and you make fifty, you don't have expenses. You don't have like you. I mean, you'll have regular expenses. If you bought a, you don't have a whole family to feed. Yeah. You don't have all these all these things. Yeah, a whole family on a five hundred thousand dollar home. Well, that that's different now. You make more, but you, that dude barely in that five hundred thousand dollar home probably prays every night that he could wake up yeah. in the body and in the situation yes. of that single guy in that condo. Yeah, and that fugazi ass shit that we see now with the whole like people wearing all this name brand stuff and like all oh, the car and this like this is the moment in time that we're living in where you start seeing who's really about it and who's really not. Because like 
it's it's cool like buy whatever you're gonna get live whatever life you want to live but like as things get bad as as inflation is higher you start seeing like the cracks yeah in in people's mm, formulas of how, how to live and that's why it's important and you to, see the benefits of not having baggage yes and, and like it's being a, able yeah. to be fluid fluid and and not trying to keep up with the Joneses, like being aware of you. Like, cause I feel like we care too much about the next guy. Like I care about the next guy to an extent, but not about like how he lives his life. Do like, you? I, I don't care nothing about well, the next guy. Well, what I mean by that, what I care about the next guy in the sense of like, where are we when it comes to, to, to the second amendment? Where are we when it comes to like, I care about motherfuckers affecting me, but yeah, yeah, like in that regard, in the political realm, like where are we in society? I care th- about that, but how you live your life, like if I saw you pull up in a Benz, like that does nothing. Yeah, well, to that's me. what I was referring to. Yeah, like I care about about how you can affect me doing what I got to do. Like I don't care. You could come up in a fucking in three Rolls Royces and a Benz, and I'll be all right. Well, good for him. I. I'm definitely not gonna buy me a Rolls Royce or a Mercedes or take these expensive trips. Like, I got a mission, and so, and so to me, it's like that's where my care stops. Is like, how do these motherfuckers affect me? How is the policies that these politicians are making? Because these people are crying about, oh, I don't have any money, but you have a fucking Tesla hmm. and a Rolls Royce in your. So I don't know what money you need. Because yeah. I don't need anything, but I, I I drive a fucking Ford or I drive a Chevy, and I'm fine with it, and it gets the job done. And so I think in today's day and age, you start seeing, oh, shit, the motherfuckers that had all this nice stuff didn't really couldn't live that lifestyle. Yeah. And so it's important to be humble enough to know that everything can be taken away because it can. Like, I don't ever live my life thinking, like, I'm untouchable. No, I'm very much touchable because God laughs at your plans. So you plan accordingly. You plan like when we've made deals, like we plan like what's the worst that could happen. Yeah. So when the pandemic happened, we survived and it was like, wow, this is this is easy. It's not easy. It's that we did the due diligence from the beginning. So when shit hits the fan, all these like markers of like what could happen is like, oh, wow. It did happen. I'm glad I fucking thought about this. Um, I'm glad I didn't buy that fucking truck that w- that I didn't need. I'm glad I didn't buy those uh, expensive ass sneakers that I didn't need because I knew that I couldn't afford it. So so it's like you have to check yourself. I remember I remember because you like you like sneakers. A video you had sent me. About uh, the sneakerheads and like the was it Coach Red Pill? Yeah, it was a Coach Red Pill one. Yeah, and like you were conflicted about that shit. I was like, well, yeah, but that shit doesn't apply to you because like you have this thing like if you buy expensive sneakers, whatever you pay, you put in the stock market. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. So this video doesn't apply to you because like you just have you just worked hard and you're able to do like you're able to do it. Yeah, but still having that that level of self awareness. Regardless of like what level you're at, yeah. yeah, and so so it's important it's important to to look at where you're at. Happiness is not shoes. Happiness is not a car. Happiness is not a house. Happiness is not a family. Happiness isn't even a destination. 
No, it's really a journey. Yeah. And so in that journey, like, well, who are you? And I think that that goes back to the whole Will Smith situation, the whole mental health shit that we're going on. Like, everyone wants to have a cookie-cutter blueprint of what it is I should care about. Oh, my God, this is why I feel this way. This is why I feel that way. Because the, the, psych, the psychologist told me my mother didn't care me enough. Yeah. Like, or, or you don't know yourself. You haven't bothered to sit down and get to know yourself, get to know who you are. Who is Rx Phonics? You know, I'm like, who, what makes me happy? Because, like, the last two years, if I've been doing what makes others happy, I, well, I've wasted two years because I don't know who the fuck I am. And obviously, I'm not happy because I still feel empty inside. And so, I'm not, I'm not trying to minimize the way people feel or, or or the way people handle things. But I guess what I'm saying is... But in a way, to an extent, you should minimize it because the problem is is that people magnify the way they feel. So that yeah. that's the problem is like sometimes the only appropriate recourse is to minimize it because these motherfuckers maximize their situation and their problem so much is like, well, you're blowing this so out of proportion that I have no choice but to bring you back down to earth and show you that, number one, you're being egotistic, you're being self-indulgent, you're not that important, yeah. and the world doesn't revolve around you. Why don't you start doing something that actually benefits people outside of you and your little family the way that, like, motherfuckers that really drive society yeah. and when shit hits the fan, the way people rely on them? Yeah. If you want to be regarded highly until then, shut the fuck up because nobody cares. And like the only one that's going to regard you highly is you, the people around you or other people that are on the same bullshit that you're on. And, and do you think um, the psychiatry, psychology field has hindered society? Big time. Big time. Like I, I think that's hindered society so much. I think it's. It, it it's made people selfish. Um, it, it's given people this sense of entitlement, this sense of because you feel like th this sense of superiority that stems from a very inferior and cowardice place. Yeah. And this idea that like I'm special just because I'm special, and no, like you're special because. You create things that are special, or you produce things that are special, or you, you know, you 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 cause results that are special. Not just because, but you're somebody told you that that you're special, and and that, and, and so when somebody has that sense of entitlement, their feelings are so important. Well, no, maybe your feeling about something is not important. Oh, I'm not going to... We were talking about this in pre-production. I'm not going to let anybody disturb my peace. But have you stopped to consider that maybe your peace is something that ought to be disturbed because you're not acting right? Like, like, like for instance, I recently was, was having a debate. And in the debate, uh, it, it was a bunch of people. Uh, and, and in the debate, the person... Uh, they were making 
these baseless claims. And then when I was disputing the baseless claim, they they took the approach of like, oh, well, I don't want to talk about this because this is interrupting. This is interrupting my piece. So, well, what you're not realizing is like your peace, your harmony, it deserves to be interrupted because you're going around saying dumb, baseless stuff. Yeah. And yes, me, I'm not impressionable and the things you're saying aren't going to like work or affect me, but you might affect somebody that doesn't know better. So yeah, this ought to be disputed. But they don't want to deal with that. Yeah. So that's a person, like a person maintaining that attitude of, I'm not going to let nothing dis- di- di- uh, uh, affect my peace. Well, if your peace is wrong, you're, that makes you an irresponsible and bad person because yeah. you're not taking accountability for your shortcomings. Yeah. But then what if like, I was like, well, yeah, that person, that that's the like pure denial of like, well, you should you should live and learn <laughs> and you should be able to question things and not just be like oh what i say is right and that's it but what if a psychiatrist or a psychologist were like well don't you want to to know why you're the way you are or why you might be avoidant in this form or um emotionally why why it's hard for you to do this that would probably be their argument. Like, what, don't you want to like figure that out? Don't you know? Th- um, I, I'm not. I guess. I, I guess the, their I argument would be like, their argument would be like, well, there are people that need to come to us to try to figure themselves out. They would say, well, some people don't know about. So there's no but, other way to figure yourself out but coming to this place where I gotta pay money, <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah. because that would be my response because. Like, I know a lot of people who are very sure of themselves and every person that I know that is sure of themselves, one thing they have in common is that none of them go to therapy. So, so to me, this idea that like, oh, well, to know why you, you need to come here or you should come here. Well, I don't know, because like based off of my observation and my analysis of the world, the most sure people that I know and I rock with have don't go to therapy. You know who they mm-hmm. rely on? Close confidants, mentors, people that know more than them in a certain area. Yeah. So, like, I, that would be my response to something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah, maybe I do want to know why about certain things, but I don't think I need you to do it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, but, but I guess it makes sense now the way people directionless they don't have any direction so yeah they, they they need somebody to to offer that to them yeah it's kind of like the jordan peterson effect like where things have become so fucked up that some people watch jordan peterson videos and they're like wow i'm learning a lot and i mean you should but like what i'm saying is they look at it like oh you're like the father i never had damn yeah, like so you didn't have like an older brother or like friends or like what happened? Or even if you didn't have all of those things, like you're not living in a world, you don't observe, you don't have the capacity to observe because yeah. th- th- you and I have talked about this before and this is always my excuse or, or my dis- 
dispute when people like use the excuse of like where they're from is is the the idea of like oh well some people are from certain areas and this and that and gangs and everything like that and i'm like well i'm from a place like that and honestly the main thing that i used to circumvent a lot of that nonsense was i would look at people and i would say to myself is their life their situation something i want for myself if it's not then i'm not gonna do what they do you do not have to be that smart to at least do that yeah yeah if i see somebody for instance you know this about me I don't drink pop at all. I do not drink pop at all. I have Sprite, which it's sort of pop, but like when I mean pop, I mean like cola, like yeah. Pepsi, uh, uh, um, RC, Coca-Cola. R- RC, Coca-Cola. I don't touch that shit at all. Like I can't, the, the only time I do is like if I'm in Mexico, because Mexico has the, the Coke that they have oh, like the, the real sugar. Sh- yeah. So it, it's it's like pretty refreshing. But even then, if I'm there for like a week, I'll probably only have like one or two that like for the whole time that I'm there. Yeah. I don't mess with pop. One of the reasons I don't mess with pop is because almost everybody that like cons- that I know that consumes a lot of that shit is very unhealthy or they're very overweight. Yeah. So I look at that and be like, well, I don't want to be health unhealthy and I don't want to be overweight pop seems to be the common denominator yeah so i um, i stay away from it it just it's just that simple yeah because people be like oh well it's carbs and everything like that yeah but like carbs you could consume carbs and if you work out and and, and are active that doesn't play a, 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 as that doesn't have as much of an effect yeah so that's basic like you don't need to be that smart to do that so you know but did pe- you need a degree to for to, to to find that out or did yeah, you take a Coca Cola class, two universities <laughs> and a doctorate and all type to yeah. no, you know what I'm saying. But that's an, that's another example too. Like, how many sketches did we do? How many cameras did we buy? How many boom mics did we get? You just look. I was like, wow, this is what you need. And now we're gonna make sketches. Right, we don't need to go to Colombia. Mistakes along the yeah. way. But you're going to learn. That's called life. Teachers, counselors that did things, that operated, that said things in a way that I didn't like. Oh, well, if you do this with your life, you're going to be a failure. Well, like your definition of like success and failure, like if you consider yourself a success and I don't want to be nothing like you. Yeah. I don't really care what you have to say. Like that doesn't take a whole lot of brains to be like, well, this person is saying this. Do you highly regard this person? If the answer is no, then you pretty much can disregard what they're saying. It's like, it's really that simple. You ain't got no fucking game of life. (laughs) And you're telling me, right. You're trying to put me on the game. Like, no, we're good. You be you. I'll be me. And we're good. And, it, it's the people around you that teach you that too, like that, that and until you learn. But like sometimes, like you said, you don't get taught that. Maybe it's an observation. Exactly. It's important. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening. So keep on listening. Remember, 
If we talk about something that you know somebody will be interested in, please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. If you want to help us stay independent, go to our website. You could donate an amount of your choosing. The website is hangingwithapes.com. And you want to help us out a lot, get us trending in the algorithms. Spotify, Apple, give us a five-star review. We will see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.